We welcome you to a very special edition of the Plate Meeting Podcast video episode, whatever your preferred name for this program will be called. I'm joined by TMAC and Jack Furlong from the OSIP Foundation. I'll throw it over to my more experienced orator, TMAC. Hey, Gil, thanks very much. But you're getting really good at this. So uh, we might free you into the wild at some point, um, just to let you know. So as Gil can tell you, and I think Jack could tell you as well, this is a subject that's pretty near and dear to my heart here. So I've been trying to do this episode in many forms for the last couple of years, try to figure out a way to do a mental health episode. Um, This might be our least listened to or watched episode we ever do, but it also may be the episode that could save a life or two. So it means something to me. If you're so inclined, we hope that you stay with us for the next few minutes. I wanted to bring on our very special guest, Jack Furlong, the president and owner and director and vice president, I think, as well, of the OSIP Foundation. (laughs) He pretty much does everything there. And and Jack, before we get to some bigger issues, I wanted just to ask, you know, how you were doing in this uh, crazy world. Well, thanks for having me on first. Uh, It has been uh, ups and downs, to say the least. Uh, I think that uh, anyone who is a human being will attest that uh, nobody is experiencing this perfectly. Um, You know, this is the first time that we have experienced something like this in our lifetime. And unless you happen to be 100 years old, in which case, I don't know if you were (laughs) conscious enough to remember it. But uh, it is, you know, no matter how much of a front you might uh, see someone put on, uh, I think I can speak for most people when I say there are good days and there are bad days. And uh, that's why this type of an episode is so important, because whether you know it or not, uh, this has something applicable to everybody. Now, I-, I wanted to share a personal anecdote, if I could, uh, eventually. But I also wanted to talk about, you know, what I- I've talked to a lot of friends and I'm- I've had people tell me, oh, you wouldn't believe what's going on with my, my other friend. And I-, I think it's important to understand for people out there that might be going through negative thoughts that you, you're not alone. This is a really horrible time for a lot of people. And in the umpiring profession, uh, make no mistake, I am not a licensed therapist or a doctor or anything of this, but, I, I, but I, I'm a friend to a, a few people that have, have gone, gone through some hard times. And, and uh, it's important to feel like you're supported. And trust me when I say this, there are other people out there going through the exact same stuff. They're feeling the same types of anxiety. And there are places, if you feel this stuff, uh, that you can go, you can talk to. I mean, I always say there's so many people you can talk to, whether it's a a mentor, a friend, a teacher, a family member, a professional, you know, a a therapist, uh, you know, a specialist, a counselor. The list is, is virtually endless. But you have to know there are people there, and that's why we have Jack on today to talk about this. Jack, you know, a lot of anxiety in the world with the times. You know, what are some places that you recommend for people that might not be quite feeling up to snuff? There are a couple of different things that you can do uh, depending upon how you feel, um, you know, to, to kind of give you just like a, a sampling across the, uh, the entire palette. Uh, you know, we can always start by saying that uh, if it's a true medical emergency, uh, you know, to recommend that you either call 911 or go to your nearest emergency room. I, I recognize that that might be uh, something that is under a different guise right now based upon how so many of our uh, medical facilities and resources are being taken up. Uh, so if you want to put that into context, uh, you know, that, that's certainly understandable. But uh, that resource is always still there as a last resort. 
rather than you know a horrible alternative that that you might be considering. Um, so don't ever think that that's not on the table. Um, you know, one thing that I would recommend right off the bat is depending upon your situation, uh, look at what health benefits you do have. Uh, I know that people are being furloughed. I know that people are being laid off. I know that uh, the economic situation is not uh, the best right now. But if you are lucky enough to continue to have medical benefits, uh, I would first highly suggest that you research that uh, from the standpoint of what mental health benefits you have. Um, you know, it, it, any little bit can help. Uh, whether there is someone in network, out of network, whatever, it's good to at least check that if you have it available. Um, I can speak from personal experience that there are many mental health professionals who, although they may not be in network with a lot of these plans for various reasons that kind of fall outside the scope of our discussion, uh, they will work with you because they understand that different people come from different backgrounds. There are sliding scales. There are things like that. There are many options. And as I tell a lot of my students at the college level, half the battle is just asking. You know, if you don't ask, you're never going to know. Communication is key. And if you're vulnerable with these people, they're going to try and help you. Uh, if all of that is, is still not uh, something to consider, uh, there are a couple of hotlines and other resources that you can check out. Um, obviously, you know, I promote Officials Anonymous, which again, normally deals with, uh, you know, on-field things and whatnot. You know, if you've been abused by, verbally abused by a coach or a player and you want to get it off your chest, that's normally what we do a little bit more. But, you know, I will, I'll double down and say that, you know, although it might fall out of the scope of what we do, especially since, like you said, Tim, I'm not a licensed therapist. I'm not a doctor. I just play one on TV. Uh, you know, that this is definitely a situation where you can call us. And if we don't have the answer, we're going to at least try our best to get you the answer. We're going to try and at least get you the resources that you need. Um, that number, once again, for Officials Anonymous is 888-930-OSIP, uh, which is 888-930-6747. You can also email us at offandon at osipfoundation.org. You can reach us on Facebook, whatever. And if we're not there, we'll call you back. Um, you know, th this, this is something that's there for you. Again, if, if it's not directly, uh, you know, applicable, we can at least try and, and, and help in some way, shape or form. Um, if that's not up to, up to your speed, obviously, uh, that, you know, there are uh, very extreme things like the National Suicide Prevention Hotline, uh, I, I, I would always recommend that. That number is 800-273-8255. Uh, I would definitely uh, consider that by, by any stretch of the imagination. Um, and then one, in addition to that, uh, one more resource that I would recommend, and I'm not being endorsed to uh, or paid to endorse this by any stretch of the imagination, but I can speak from personal experience. There are nonprofits out there that are looking to help people get the affordable mental health that they need. Uh, and I recommend uh, Open Path Psychotherapy Collective. You can find them at openpathcollective.org. Um, and what they will try and do is uh, provide you with the, uh, the affordable resources that you, can, that, that you, you deserve uh, if there are situations where you, can, you, know, you can't afford the mental health help that you need. Um, so, so those are all just some of the, the recommendations that I would give right off the bat. 
Uh, and, and I'm sure that there are many more out there, but those are just kind of a smattering to show you that there's, there's plenty of resources out there uh, to, to help you no matter what is going on right now. So we're trying to inlay those uh, numbers on the screen. Hopefully that came through okay, Gil, and not the most technically savvy uh, in the world. But, you know, the umpiring is a profession where we're taught we have to be the strongest. We have to be the most masculine. We have to be the toughest. And we don't admit when we're wrong. We don't admit when we're vulnerable. We don't admit when we don't have the answer. You know, maybe we didn't see that play. We had a bad angle. Oh, no, I nailed it, you know. And I feel like we're not always taught that, it, you know, there are opportunities in life or, or situations in life where, boy, we don't have the bull by the horns. Uh, the, the elephant is uh, running through the yard and we feel helpless. And this, if there's not a time, I mean, I've talked to some, some really great people over the years. And I wanted to just share a note. In 2002, I went to umpire school. Didn't make it. I was told needed to come back. 2003, went back. Was get positive feedback, great stuff. And at the end of the 2003, I was told, boy, you really need another year. Boy, you need, you know, and I thought after 2002, I'd went to work the Northern League and they had wanted me back. But I wanted to get into minor league baseball. I didn't want to do independent baseball at the time. You know, it was a good living for 20 years, basically. And I didn't make it. And it was, I drove back from Florida in 2003, you know, not knowing anybody, you know, I didn't want to call people and tell them what a failure I was. Um, and it's, it, it, you know, you feel those things and it is a crappy, horrible, depending on where we post this, not know if I can curse or not feeling. Um, and it's a feeling that I would guarantee you has been felt by more than me. So here's one of my other issues that I get to and that I've talked to uh, my old boss, the great Kevin Wynn, about some of this stuff. And he informed me that uh, one year they lost uh, three uh, umpires who came to the clinic uh, via suicide. And I don't remember exactly what year that was. And it happened a couple of years later. And, and, and he told me, he's like, we've got a problem with the way we treat young people when they don't make it, whether it's as an independent umpire, whether it's as a college umpire you know, or anything else. We don't give people the opportunities to succeed and do well in their post-baseball world. You know, for every guy that goes to umpire school, there's another 20 that don't make it. Um, so there, there needs to be uh, places where you can go to just to listen and understand that success is hard. Mental health is hard, but there are solutions. I wholeheartedly agree. Um, you know, life is funny because you can you can talk about the uh, the relationship between competition, cooperation, and, and anything and everything under the sun. And I know that we have uh, dealt with some of those things, uh, you know, through through the site and and through our discussions and whatnot. Um, you know, to kind of put it into a summary, you know. We, the, the, one of the biggest things that we can do right now, which is, like you said, very much in stark contrast to how we almost are ingrained to feel as umpires on the field, is that we need to accept that this is happening. Um, that doesn't mean that uh, it makes us feel better. That doesn't mean that it negates what's happening. Um, you know, it, it doesn't change any of that by any stretch of the imagination, but we, we have a culture where 
we, especially as umpires, but also as men, uh, we tend to suppress things. You know, we tend to think, oh, that'll go away if I ignore it, or I can change this later, or I can just punt this down the road. Um, but that never really helps. I mean, every now and then there's a reason to, to do that. And, and this is actually, ironically enough, sometimes this is a good thing to do. Like if you have a, an issue at hand with somebody and you look at the situation and you say, you know what, because of the pandemic going on right now, maybe this isn't the best time to bring it up. And that's respectable and that's very mature to realize that. But on the other side of the coin, this is definitely a situation where if you're feeling something as a result of uh, this pandemic and the way that our temporary new normal is, is, you know, operating, we have to admit that. We have to say, yeah, this sucks. This is not for me. This, this is absolutely horrendous. Uh, you know, I can say uh, from my own personal experience that there is a point where I said, you know what, this is a living hell. This is my definition of a living hell because outside of my nonprofit work, my two main industries are both entertainment whether that's baseball officiating or anything under the sun with baseball and athletics, but also with music and, you know, live performances are shelved. Um, you know, I had an album coming out. That's, that's been delayed indefinitely. There, there are, my livelihood has been taken away from me. And one of the biggest things that I could do is to say, this sucks. This absolutely sucks. Uh, and, and the more that we can do that, that is the first step to at least finding some sort of peace or solution. It's not going to fix everything. It's not going to be a fix. It's not going to be, you know, you snap your fingers and magically everything's back to normal. But it is that foundational stepping stone that we absolutely need. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Alongside uh, the owner and everything at Close Call Sports, Gillimber, and the great Jack Furlong from the OSIP Foundation, I am Tim McCaffrey. We're talking about mental health issues, suicide prevention, things that you can do. So inevitably, there's going to be someone that stuck with us for the first few minutes of this and go, boy, I feel fine. You know, I, I don't feel like as though I have any issues. Um, boy, I guess everything's just okay. So what do I do? Well, I'm glad you asked, even if you didn't. Um, there are things you can do. Have you not talked to one of your friends? Maybe he's a medium friend. Maybe he's not a close friend, but he's a medium friend, and you talk to him every couple of weeks, but now you haven't talked to him for two months. Call him. Text him. Reach out. If he doesn't get back to you in 48 hours, reach out again. Um, I, I can tell you, that, you know, anecdotally that there are some people feeling like, I can't believe I'm acting like this. I can't believe this. There's got to be something wrong with me. Or it's not something wrong with you. It's totally might be a totally natural feeling that can be prevented uh, pretty easily. Um, but it's important to understand that there are people to talk to. So if you're getting through this pandemic and you're great, you know, and maybe you just gave a couple hundred bucks to something or other just to feel good, reach out to people. Say hi. Say how you doing? Because I, I feel like you know you could be saving a life. You know, I got to double down on that and say, not only is that completely true, uh, but I, I want to quote uh, one of my personal heroes and the, and the subject of the musical album that has been delayed right now that I was about to put out, and that's Fred Rogers. And in this case, you know, there are three very easy steps to, to success and happiness. And the first is to be kind. The second is to be kind. And the third is to be kind. Okay, it's it's very very simple. 
Um, you know, I saw there was a, a post going around social media that basically laid out different scenarios as people are experiencing different things right now. Um, you know, between people who are upset that we're not open, people who are upset that people are protesting and everything in between and beyond. And every single sentence that described the situation came with the same coda. And that was, that's okay, be kind. And I, I can't stress that enough. You know, as we, as we live in a society where we have a 24 hour news cycle and, you know, social media and the internet and everything is at our, our fingertips instantaneously and how anybody and everybody can either hide behind a computer or post their opinions, no matter how, you know, harsh or not harsh it is, and then just hide as a result of it. The most important thing here is to be kind. And it doesn't matter what side of the aisle you fall on. It doesn't matter whether you feel that one person is right or one person is wrong. We're all coming from the same place of hurt. We're all coming from the same place of fear, anxiety, worry, doubt. And it doesn't matter how it manifests. The, the key here is to be kind and to remember that, you know, all of us have a level of experience that has impacted us in the way that we are reacting to this. Um, I empathize, re regardless of my personal opinion, which I will not reveal here because it falls outside of the scope of this discussion. I understand the validity and I empathize with both sides of the proverbial equation. I see the people who are protesting to get this, the, the economy open and I see the people who are complaining about those protesters. And rather than take a side, it's a lot more important to say both of those sides come from the same place of fear, the same place of hurt pain, anxiety. There's a lot of unknown. There's a lot of uncharted territory. And that's what drives people here. Um, the first step to the recovery is for us to empathize with, with everybody, whether we agree with them or not. No one here is asking you to agree or to change your opinion or anything like that. Just take the time to realize that although you might not agree with somebody, that doesn't give you the right to denounce them in, an, in a bad way where you're, you're belittling them, especially publicly. You know, what you do behind closed doors is fine. But, but the stuff you see publicly and whatnot is where I really scratch my head. We have to be kind. We have to be kind. And it starts in here. Okay. It starts with each one of us making the personal choice to come from our heart to be kind to one another. I wanted to touch base once again on uh, the National uh, Prevention Suicide Hotline. And that number is 1-800. Uh, Gil's got it on the screen. Let me, there we go. If there's a little sun shining, it's 1-800-273-TALK. 1-800-273-8255. And that number is not only for those who are feeling like, uh-oh, you know, it's, it's bad, you know, I've got to do something uh, one way or the other. It's also for people that might be trying to help somebody. Okay, so there's no shame if you're going, boy, I don't know what to do with so and so, let me call this number and see if there's a, you know, something that can be done a little advice. And they're normally going to be quick. And they, I can tell you, they generally have an idea, they're professionals that Jack can speak to this, they know what they're doing. Yes. <laughs> Not only do they know what they're doing, but anybody can be a hero. 
when it comes to suicide prevention. Look no further in our own industry than John Tumpain. Um, you know, this is an umpire who was, I think at the time, a foreman on, on a crew, okay? And he saved someone's life in Pittsburgh who was thinking about ending her life. That's how easy it is to be a hero here. Um, words can't describe any more than, 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 than this situation. Um, it, it's so easy to, to help. It, the, the, it's, and yet it might feel like it's not easy. You know, it's feelings of, of, of suicide, feelings of mental health and, and pain in, in your emotional state can feel like the biggest burden in the world. And I, I completely understand, but trust me, there is help out there and you can be part of the solution. You can help yourself. You can help others. Help is really one phone call, one click away. So I want to wrap this up. Uh, maybe we can keep Gil from talking the entire episode. Uh, <laughs> I'm to wrap this up in a, in a second, but uh, you know, I'll, I'll leave it up to you guys uh, for, uh, for your final thoughts before we wrap things up here on the plate meeting. Well, in, in order to make sure that Gil doesn't say a word so that he uh, continues to just, you know, hog all the other videos up on close call sports and YouTube and whatnot. Um, you know, let me just say again, there, there's help out there, okay? Whether that's the National Suicide Prevention Hotline, whether that's the uh, Open Path Psycho Psychotherapy Collective, whether that's Officials Anonymous, uh, help is there. Anybody can be a hero and be kind, okay? Just be kind. It's okay to feel different in this time. It's okay to feel burdened. It's okay to feel all of these things. Okay. This is the first time we've been feeling this. It's uncharted territory. Okay. And as, as I was prepping for this interview, you know, I was thinking to myself, um, you know, how cliche can it, 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 it might feel cliche if someone tells you that we're all in this together. I remember the first time someone said that we're all feeling this and I felt like, you know, Han Solo in the empire strikes back saying to C-3PO when he says, sir, this, this asteroid doesn't feel entirely stable. Well, I'm glad you're here to tell us these things, you know? Thanks, Captain Obvious. You're really breaking some new ground there, Copernicus. But this is the first time that we're going through this. So it's okay to accept that, okay? It's, it's okay. Be kind to one another. And, and, and just, just do your part. It's okay to feel this way. Help is available. And now, Gil, if you'd actually like to say something for once. Oh, good. Yes. <laughs> So the, no, no, it, seriously though, um, well, on a quick side note, uh, with my, uh, with my uh, Anaheim Ducks gig, uh, one of the things that we do when I'm uh, part of a, part of an on-camera thing with a host is my character is very much like Teller. I do not talk and I maintain the mystique of not talking. So this is very much in line with everything else that I've done. Uh, but but on a serious note, I, I did want to point out because I am in Los Angeles and I don't know if you can see this. I'm not, <clears throat> I'm not as good as Tim about sharing screens, I suppose. But the Headspace app, LA County, and this is at headspace.com slash LA County. LA County teamed up with them and they're giving that out for free. This is an app that's all about mindfulness and, and thinking that there's guided meditations, things like that, that might work for you, might not, but at least it's a tool it's a tool there to, to, you know, stop and slow down a little bit in, in case your miles race in a mind a minute and just uh, reorient and think about things a different way. That's headspace.com. 
uh, LA County has. And I know that there are other municipalities throughout that have also partnered with them and hopefully there will be more to come, but there, there's no shortage of tools out there and research to do. And we've given you a few throughout the course of the episode today. And as, as I think the main takeaways, you know, be kind as, as, as we've said and, and reach out to people and just, you know, try to, the, the cliche, we're all in it together might mean simply talk to someone because at least you get to have that shared experience going on. It, you know, one last thing for me, guys. And if you do go to see a therapist or you're talking to somebody, it's not something you have to put on Facebook, okay? So this is something, I mean, I'd imagine that if you're going to see somebody Tuesday and Thursdays after work, you might want to tell your wife before she gets suspicious. But, you know, other than that, you know, you know, you don't have to broadcast it, you know, you'll be amazed, you know, if you talk to somebody uh, professional, what, uh, how much better, you know, you can feel over time. And that I think if we can just summarize one thing, if you're feeling great right now, if you're feeling fantastic, then talk to people you might not have talked to in recent times, reach out to people. And if you've talked to everybody in your phone, look, reach out for that guy that you haven't talked to the last, you know, maybe it was six months ago. Just see how they're doing. Because in this era where we're just not communicating, communication has virtually become a Zoom meeting, uh, which we're in right now. And, uh, and very little, you know, I don't know about you guys, but my text messages have decreased, my phone calls have decreased, but my YouTube and Netflix watching has gone up exponentially. So, um, you know, hopefully we've added a little bit of levity, but uh, I'm going to try to get this out there as much as I can. You know, I've seen a lot of people, you know, talking about, umpiring and what to do here and what to do there. But I think it's important too that we also talk about things that nobody else is. That's what makes close call sports different. We're going to talk about the things that nobody else is talking about. That's why we are uh, try to be uh, ahead of the curve on these things. So if we have helped one person today, then, you know, that's, that's great. And hopefully we can help a lot more. Gil, I'll leave it to you to wrap up. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us on this, uh, this, I guess, quarantine edition of, uh, of, of our little show. You know, we, we've, we've not done the, uh, the plate meeting episodes that we're used to during the season because we've been holding out for a season. And, well, we, maybe, maybe we go back to, back to it even if we don't have a season and, and maybe we continue waiting. That's to be determined. But at least today, we wanted to try to do a little video uh, episode for you regarding a very important issue. So thank you for everyone for T-Mac and, and, and for Jack and, and every, everyone else who, who, who isn't on this show, but uh, might have something to say it's Gil. And we'll see you on the site, closecallsports.com. The Twitter and the Facebook are at umpire ejections. And of course the OSIP foundation, uh, that's .org, right, Jack? That it is. Okay, perfect. OSIP foundation is a .org. Um, I'm usually better at technology than this. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time.